You're listening to The Sales Mastermind, episode 74, brought to you by Mastermind Army. We are an army of top-performing sales professionals dedicated to helping you learn sales fast. Go to www.mastermind.army to learn more. Today we are joined by the one and only Jonathan Green. And about four years ago, Jonathan was an account executive down here in Austin, Texas. He had prior sales management experience. He could have been a sales director if he, if he chose to or gone a number of different routes, but he found a company called MongoDB and he saw an incredible opportunity at a company that had a remarkable product and a remarkable leadership team. And he took multiple steps down or what could be perceived as steps down and became a lead development representative, which I think we, we have a few of people who have been in that role in this call. It's like pre-qualifying, like pre-SDR. Um, but eight role changes, four years and 10,000 hours of selling later, John is now the regional sales director of the Austin, Texas office of MongoDB. And MongoDB is a $21 billion tech company. And so needless to say, uh, Jonathan has learned and grown and, and found a ton of interesting insight along the way of this experience. And, and we're grateful we get the chance to talk to him about it. Um, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us here today. Yeah, Nick, thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I don't get uh, introductions like that too often. Um, so <laughs> hopefully I live up to uh, live up to the standards here. Oh, man, you, you more than will. You more than will. So, man, I would I'd be so curious to hear and learn more about like what what made you decide to to take the leap? There was an opportunity in front of you. Um, and and for me, there's like a psychological thing of like, oh, I don't want to step down from account executive to SDR or whatever, but you were able to have the foresight to look past that and gauge the opportunity instead of the on-target earnings. Like, just tell us about like what, what that whole experience was like getting into MongoDB and, and how you thought about it. Yeah. So I, I think similar to a lot of other folks, like sales always ran in my DNA. Um, technology always ran in, in my DNA. Um, I found a calling a little bit later in life. I got into sales. I was about 29 years old, just graduated the master's in school counseling. So a completely different field, you know, moved down to Austin and did a lot of networking. Um, took a few sales roles, um, spent about three years in sales and realized that this was going to be a career of mine. Um, and I really had to think about like where to go next. Um, how am I going to get where I wanted to go? And a lot of that had to do with, right? Like, what are my goals? Where do I want to be in two, three, four, five years? And I knew uh, like a couple of things were important to me. I wanted to differentiate myself from the pack. Like I didn't want just another sales role. So you think about, you know, specialties, whether it be, you know, real estate or marketing. Um, I look towards the engineering space, right? Um, if you think about MongoDB, we sell a database, it's a hundred billion dollar market and growing. So um, there's a huge amount of opportunity, but it's highly technical. You know, we sell to engineers and being able to come into a company like that, learn a sales process, but really learn the ecosystem. A lot of what we do is almost similar, more similar to like project management and consulting, because you're really understanding how applications are built, right? And then positioning projects so that application can be built more efficiently, more effectively, et cetera. Um, so MongoDB kind of hit those boxes as far as like, I could differentiate myself, right? It's a growing market. And it was just really clear from interviews 
that there's a leadership and development team and really a growth culture that if I came in, honestly, at any role, right? Like I wanted to be an account executive. I didn't quite have the, you know, the six figure deal experience. I hadn't sold to engineers in the past. Um, so I kind of had to set my sights on any role I can get. And I cold called into uh, an SDR manager here at MongoDB and, um, you know, landed an interview, um, actually failed my final challenge, my final interview for the SDR role. And um, you know, it was the Wednesday before my wedding. And uh, they said, hey, like we have this opening. We believe in you, like we believe in your grit, like come in and prove it. And uh, so I started as an LDR, 32 years old, sitting next to 22 year olds. And it, it was quite a humbling, uh, a humbling experience. Oh my goodness. That, that's really remarkable that you treated your hiring process like a sales process and showed them up front and had the foresight to actually just like straight up cold call <laughs> the company. Like that's a, that's brilliant. And I'm just curious, like, how did that conversation go? Like, do you, do you remember what your pitch was? I, I think, uh, so it's funny. I actually had a referral at the company. Um, a, uh, a top performing AE had worked with a VP at a actually a strong company here in Austin and I had a strong referral into the AE org. And I think I just entered with that. I was like, Hey, I'm trying to get into a CAE role, but honestly, I just want to work at this company. Right. And I know you're on the SDR team. I feel like I'm most qualified. Can we get 15 minutes? Something along those lines. Right. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah, that's perfect. It's always helpful when you have the referral. What, what was it like starting off and, and just, you mentioned it was a humbling experience. You know, you're, you're an LDR. You know, you're, you're at the quote unquote bottom rung, but your grit and your hustle within like a five month period, I know that you'd already been, you know, leveled up and then you became a senior SDR and like, we'll walk through the whole trajectory. But I'm curious, like, what, what was that starting experience like for you? Well, you know, I, I think it comes down to like, why are you there? Right. Like, and if the goal is just to jump over the hurdle, right. And get to, I guess at that time, an SDR and eventually an AE, um, likely missing the point. So I think for me, um, and you're right, right? I had three years of sales experience, had a little bit more skill set than everybody else. I came in and like hit a ramp quota in my first month, right? And second month, the whole nine. But what I learned at that time was really sales process, strong qualification and discovery. And actually for me, how to work in a corporation. I had never worked in a company where, you know, sales at, we're now 3000 employees. They're not done without product managers, consulting teams, solution architecture, finance, deal desk, legal, et cetera. And the list goes on, especially as an LDR, you're working with a bunch of sales orgs around the country. So I actually learned that first year, like technology process um, and how to work in a corporation more so than like, how do I field leads and ask good questions and qualify them and pass them over. That's also fascinating. Like what, what were some of the things that really surprised you or like caught you off guard of like maybe the, the culture or, or office politics or just like early lessons that you had learned? I mean, I think back to a few times, like the, the big lessons that I learned were just a few communi communication issues, right? Like it's not easy, you know, working with in, in such a professional environment where a lead could lead to a six or even a seven figure deal with an account, right? Like knowing when to um, engage another regional director, right, at that time, or just the AE, or maybe to loop in a solutions architect, right? Like even as an, as an SDR at MongoDB, you, um, you take on a, a much more strategic role just because the product and what you sell, right, it's, it's mission critical, um, you know, it's uh, really, really big decisions. Um, you're, you're selling to multiple orgs. 
So like, even as an LDR and SDR at Mongo, you still really have to think about. So there were a few missteps when, <laughs> in my first year where uh, I was like, hey, you should have looped in this person. Or like, why didn't you include that piece of information? Or this person should have been on the call. And like, you learn really quickly. And that's a lot of what you do in enterprise sales. Like, you know, as I coach sellers today, as the deals, right? Like we get past the qualification, we get into like scope and business case further along in the deal cycle. Actually, you end up becoming more of a project manager. I'd almost call it like more of a quarterback, right? Like who are you looping in? When are you looping in? What's the information you need to provide, right? Like what are the next steps and the steps after that? And like, that's a lot of what you learn even in the early stages. Yeah, that's super true. I like the idea of, you know, you're on a team and you're the quarterback for any, for any deal and opportunity. And if you're in a very complex technical sales cycle, you have to bring in other players. You know, you're, you're not a solo, solo show. How, how important was it to build relationships with like other teams and other offices? I, I don't know even what the nuances are, but like, what, what were some of the lessons learned about just like how important it is to cultivate relationships with other you know, teams and departments within MongoDB? Like, I would say everything, right? So like building your brand internally, especially like as you near promotion, you know, we think about like at Mongo, some companies, so you, you think about leading and lagging indicators, right? Um, you have your lagging indicator, which is your quota, which is like maybe some high level metric for success or a KPI. And a lot of like the leading indicators are not quantitative, right? They're qualitative. And like when we lead and we coach and, you know, what we look for in folks as we bring up the ranks, it's actually more so the qualitative side, right? Than the actual quantitative side. Like we bring someone into the company, like we believe that they're going to do something great at MongoDB at some point in their career, right? And it's those quali qualitative things that you learn and you develop that like lead you to that direction, right? And it's not necessarily about always, you know, quote over, quote over, quota. Um, I mean, heck, I have, a, I have a rep on my team that like, <laughs> we're in a really tough deal cycle today, but quite honestly, it doesn't matter where it turns out because I can promise that this rep probably learn more than the other 45 reps on the floor this quarter, just because of how complicated the deal cycle is. And again, not quantitative, it's all qualitative. And this will make her career and like be in a position where, hey, like the enterprise team, right? Like, where do you want to go next? And the same thing with the SDR side, but like, this is the type of stuff that really makes like your internal brand, right? Um, and I think working with others, um, I think I skipped over that piece, but like, quite honestly, the internal brand piece is something that I think needs to come across. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like what, what are some of the practical things that folks can do if they're new to sales or if they've been in a role for a year, but they've felt kind of stuck? Like how do you cultivate a positive internal brand that can like get you that qualitative character that, you know, the leadership is looking for? Yeah. I, I mean, I think like the, the token answers, right. Or like find a mentor, right. Like collaborate with others. Um, but I think like being really direct in like where you want to go and working with somebody, whether it be your, you know, your, your, your direct report, your direct manager, right. Or with other folks in the org and understanding, right. Like what does it take to get there? Um, and being in an org too, right. Where that stuff is clear and it's known. Um, so sometimes that could be the challenge, but if you have that and it's clear and known, like working with others to figure out like, what is your development plan? Like, what are you working on this quarter? this half year, et cetera. And how does that line up with, right? Like what is the next role, like the next leader going to look for, you know, in you? And it's not the same for everybody, right? <laughs> like 
especially when you start looking at the, qual the qualitative, which I think differentiates folks, right, in sales, when you start looking at the qualitative, it's not going to be the same for everybody, right? It's not just the number, the quota, et cetera. That's, that's excellent. So something that um, in our conversations really stood out was that you focus as a you know, as a manager and as a leader, this is kind of skipping forward, but it's totally fine on, on the qualitative and on really developing your people almost, almost more than the actual quantitative quota itself. And I'd be curious to hear just like, how do people respond to that? How do you think about, um, about management and about leadership and encouraging your team to, to focus on those qualitative traits? Well, well I think it's a clear vision, right? Like it doesn't start start with me, right? Like I, I just run one team, right? Um, but I think it's a clear vision, you know, from leadership as to like, what is your value, right? Like, what is your value as an employer, right? What is your value as a sales org, right? For us, um, it's it's development, right? We're, we have a growth culture, it's clearly defined. So like, if you think about like the buckets of like, when you're looking for another job, it could be earnings, right? Um, it could be brand recognition. It could be like company growth, right? And like, I would say we have a number of things in that bucket, right? But like, if we were to stack rank them, the main reason, like <laughs> the main thing that we bring folks on and the main reason why folks come on board is growth and development, right? And then it's a commitment to like bringing that true throughout the org from, you know, sales enablement folks, you know, from the leadership focus and like all the way down to like, what are you doing day in and day out? And it's a focus on the development, right? The qualitative, because the quantitative will come. Yeah, when it's when it's all focused about the personal development, things really, really line up. Like there's a quote, I think it's Jim Rohn, like your personal income very rarely ever outstrips your personal development. And so when you're in a company culture that totally cultivates that, then that's, I mean, that sounds like the best possible thing, <laughs> right? How could you do better? Um, so interesting, like something that always I love asking is if, if you could go back in time, you haven't gone through eight role changes. You haven't gone through the, the learning and growing pains of, of, uh, learning how to operate within a major corporation. You're 32 and you're next to those 22 year olds again. Like what, what humble advice would you give to yourself? back at that time when you're starting off in a sales career and you're trying to just grow and learn and you're trying to set that vision and figure out what it is that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, again, some of the token answers are like spend a couple hours a day on development, right? Like mm -hmm. reading books, listening to podcasts, doing masterminds, et cetera, finding the groups, even within your own company. Um, but I like, I think like the, the piece of advice that like, I think that, helped me out a lot was pick the right organization and pick the right team over anything else, right? Like what company has the best growth potential, right? Um, you know, for us today, we have about 250 global carrying sales reps. Um, we're growing to 850 over the next three years. So if you think about, huh, hey, you want to move up in your career, typically at companies, you have to wait for someone to like get fired or quit because um, the company's not growing, right? Like when you're going to triple growth over the next couple of years, there's infinite um, potential for, for growth and development. So I think like picking that company, right? And that goes to like the company has to be growing and like you have to love your leaders. But I think like betting on those things, like more so than sure, like the OTE um, or um, I don't know, 
the flashy technology or the perks, right? Like people don't necessarily like take jobs because of ping pong tables and pool tables and, you know, a keg in the kitchen, right? Like, and they certainly don't stay there, right? Like if there isn't growth development, et cetera. So I think just picking the company that like, I guess aligns with what you want. And I think at 22, um, if, you know, I'm hungry and I'm in a mastermind at seven o'clock at night, right? Like it's probably how can I get to the next, the next rung? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I, I, I wish that I had the, the foresight again to, to do that myself. Cause I, I just picked the first company that was like available to me and we had the ping pong, but the, uh, the culture wasn't there. Um, and I did ultimately leave. Whereas like, if it was a really heavy growth oriented organization that like met my values and there was tons and tons of uh, opportunity to grow, I feel like that's a perfect recipe for forming a long lasting career which is kind of ideal because you get to grow and learn alongside a community that is also growing. Um, that's powerful. Something else that comes to mind that I'm curious to understand is like, how do you think about choosing career trajectory or even better yet, like advising your team on how to think about choosing their career trajectory? Because there's a, there's kind of a fork in the road after a certain point. And We've had folks in these calls that have mentioned that like your top performers as an AE don't necessarily translate into really effective managers. There's a very different skill set that can go into that. Um, and not everyone is cut out to be an enterprise AE if they've been corporate. So like, how do you advise people to think about choosing their long-term like trajectory or, or, or course? I think like, I'm probably not the best person to answer this question, but like, as, as I work with folks on my team um, and folks who don't know, and mo many of them are very clear, like they either want to go into sales leadership or they want to go into the field, or actually maybe they don't know how to decide between the two. It's actually just asking really, really tough questions to them. Because at the end of the day, a lot of times folks know where they want to go deep down, but they might not have discovered themselves like enough. Like I think about myself, right? Like I didn't get into sales, technical sales until I was 29 years old. <laughs> but I've belonged here my entire life. Like this always made sense. And like, maybe I just needed somebody to ask like the tough questions to myself. So I don't know about like necessarily advising as to like, you want to go into customer success or you want to be in product, et cetera. Um, but I think that like having somebody who really knows you and can ask those tough questions, whether it's a leader or a loved one, et cetera. Like, I think that's incredibly important. Um, time is finite, right? There we go. Sorry, I was muted. On a, uh, on a totally separate note, I'd be very curious, just like what, do you remember a specific time when you were either an account executive or like you're an SDR or maybe even one of your reps could, could resonate with this story and you just fell flat on your face and it was just painful. And you're like, oof, like how, how do you think about overcoming like the just raw rejection that is a necessary component in sales that like sharpens us and makes us better. I mean, potentially like being true, true to yourself. Like, I think like for me, it's funny. Um, the, the eight roles, um, might look glorious, but I would say like, it was incredibly difficult. And quite honestly, uh, there's a lot more growth potential at the moment, right? Like, um, it was really hard coming up like the last four years. Um, mm. I, I would say though, that like the mindset that one consistency is, you know, probably one of the top few characteristics of a top sales rep, like 
hey, being able to come in every single day with the same head on your shoulders is an attribute of a great sales rep. Like, because we do get hey, punched in the face or we do hit walls, we're going to be told no a real lot. And then like using that piece, I would also say that like when we look for candidates, a lot of times we're looking more for who is the person, right? The actual person. And I think like some of the attributes we find with top sales reps is like they've had to deal with adversity at different times in their life, right? And like potentially just knowing that that's a piece of, right? Like a great sales rep is like, hey, like maybe you bullied or like, hey, maybe like you had hardships growing up or maybe you lost a loved one. Like that adversity, like, contributes to the mindset of like great head on your shoulders every single day. And like, Hey, you know what? Like that is just a mentality of being a great rep. And I mean, I'm not the best person with like how to cope with that, but like, I think just acknowledging, right. Like what are the attributes of a great rep? And like, I think that's a piece of it. Yeah. Like the stronger of an individual you are and the more that you've done, like the, the personal work that virtually everyone has to do to some degree, like everyone has struggles, but like the way that you respond to that and you develop yourself and you choose to overcome your struggles and become like a more authentic and true per like version of yourself, that's what makes you attractive to other human beings. Cause there's like a, a stability and a solidity to who you are. And people don't have to second guess who you are because you've like discovered yourself through that process. Um, so I, I totally agree. And that, that ties nicely back into the concept of like, personal income is just a function of your personal development. If you're in sales, it's like the most rewarding and fulfilling career path. Um, I'd be curious, like what, what are some other traits that you look for? Uh, that's a very interesting one. Like you've gone through adversity, like what, what other metrics do you use to try and like evaluate new candidates? I'd add like one other thing too, like adversity, especially if it's real, right. And, or like very close to like the time that you're in, right. Like for me, I think about like all the challenges that I've had over the last four years. And I actually think that if I didn't have those challenges, I actually would have never progressed to this point, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> it wasn't easy. And like the difficulty got me here. Um, but like, as far as looking for, you know, for candidates, um, like you're looking for like, you know, the X factor, like something that is really, really unique. So I, I spent a lot less time talking about technology on interviews, I do need to know a lot about like, you know, um, what have you sold, the complexities of either the sales process or the technology that you sold to make sure that there's enough foundation. But really what we're looking for is like the ceiling, right? Like if I bring somebody onto the team, like <laughs> a good job for me is they're not on my team in six to eight quarters, right? Like they're in the field, they're managing another, another team. So it's actually more so about the ceiling of the individual and less about like, what, what they've done to this point. Again, check boxes, et cetera. But like, I guess things that, that, that I look for are like, what's driving them? How well is, how like, how good is their self-awareness, right? Like, you know, a common question is like, hey, where do you wanna be in two or three years, right? Oh, I wanna be here, right? Like, well, what are the, what are the gaps that you have in getting there, right? Like, are, is this person self-aware? Like maybe stopping a bad interview and asking, how is this thing going? Like, how are you receiving this, right? Self-awareness is really big because then you know what to work on, right? Um, so things like that. That is excellent. Um, so that's a really powerful note to open it up to q and I mean, we have some people here who are actually new to sales and or looking to get into sales. 
Um, and I feel like we could dedicate maybe just like a, a nice five to 10 minutes, open it up to questions for you guys. Uh, and then we can just dive into helping each other solve problems. Don't be shy. Strong leader once said that <laughs> shy salespeople have skinny kids. Another one to steal, I guess. Hey, Jonathan. Uh, thanks for being here, first of all, and thanks for uh, hosting this, Nick. Um, so I'm actually a new LDR as well. And um, at the beginning of the of this meeting, um, you said something about like strongly qualifying, strongly prospecting. Like, what kind of uh, things would you suggest? Like, that's maybe different than the standard to do that. Um, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so good question. So I think like there's a couple buckets, right? Like you've heard of things like BANT, like budget, right? Uh, need, timeline, et cetera, authority. Um, some of the things that we do at Mongo that might be a little bit different um, would be, so we have something called like the three nows, the three whys, excuse me. So like why us, why now, why anything? So like why anything is like, why is this customer engaged with us? Why are they doing this? What does it mean to the business? The really big, um, the really big one is the why now, right? Like, why is this a pain for the customer now? Why are they communicating with us now? Right? Like timeline, especially like when you sell, we sell a, against an open source version, we essentially sell against ourselves. And so they're using our product. And we like to think that it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when they're going to buy. So really understanding the why now um, is, is huge. And then like the why us, right? Like why is our product um, differentiated? I think those are some of the big ones, um, but really knowing who you're talking to, what their role is, what they're responsible for, what's urgent to them now, like why is your product differentiated? Um, so like those are the pieces of like early level, you know, qualification and discovery um, that we do. Um, one other bucket I would say, um, it would be like, key role pain and mission criticality, right? So like, is the person we're talking to a key role? Are they a coach? Meaning that, can they give us information? Are they a champion? Which means that, you know, they're gonna sell behind our back and they have access to the person who finally would sign, right? Or are they the economic buyer, right? The person who would actually sign. Mission criticality, right? Like how important is this to the business? I don't know if you sell a mission critical product or not, but at the end of the day, right? Like what would your product do, um, you know, for that business? And then the pain is self-explanatory. I would think about it um, in the in the context of like uh, current situation in the sense of like, if they do nothing, right? If they do not buy your product, what sort of pain would they have? So a couple like little nuggets there. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. Jonathan, you mentioned trying to assess a candidate's ceiling. How do you do that in an interview? So we look for, you know, uh, probably three things. So grit, right? Um, and you can do that like through LinkedIn or a resume, like bottom up, right? Instead of where were they last and what did they perform? Is there a history of maybe overperforming? Or maybe is there just like a history of like volunteer and like doing extracurriculars, being interesting? Like, what do they do outside of work? So um, the grit side, like what would their, um, you know, what would their current managers say is their strengths? What would their current managers say of the weaknesses? I always like to ask if, hey, if I back channeled you with, uh, 
you know, some of the leaders over at your company, like what would they say is your defining characteristic? And so grit would be like the first bucket um, as far as ceiling, right? Like how hard are, you know, of a worker are they? Um, I mean, it's sales, right? Um, intelligence. And for us, we look for intellectual curiosity, right? So to Justin's point, right? Um, get on the phone with somebody. Is it an instant pitch? Or are we really trying to understand, right? Like who are we talking to? What are the pains they have today? Why is this product relevant? And why is it relevant today? So like, how curious are they? Really like in intelligence, but intellectual curiosity is something that we look for. And then ceiling would be coachable, right? So some exercises you could run is like run two quick, like five minute role plays with, with a candidate, give a ton of feedback and see how they implement, right? See if they just pitch back or if they're asking you questions on the coaching that you're providing. Because like sales is, it's like golf, right? Like I don't even play golf, but it's, a, it's like, it's, it's this constant like pursuit of perfection, right? Like it's why this call is relevant. And like, if you're trying to get better every day, like coachability is incredibly important. So I'd rather take somebody with one year of sales experience, but is super, you know, curious, right? And smart and curious, right? They have tons of drive, right? Um, and they're coachable, right? Like I can, like, again, we focus on development heavily at Mongo. So for us, like, I feel pretty confident that myself, my team, like, and the, the programs we have in place will get folks to where they need to be. So the coachability side, um, I think is key, but it, it's obviously dependent on, on, on where, you know, what organization you're in. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. Sure. Let's squeeze in a, one more question and then we can uh, just jam out on uh, helping each other. Uh, hey, Jonathan, Ben here. Um, I just have a quick question. What would you say just from your personal experience is the most overrated aspect of sales? Like, like wh what do you think is something that people always talk about that isn't really as needed as people say? Hmm. That's a good one. It's a good question. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. It is. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, presentation skills potentially, right? Um, I think caring about your customers, knowing your product, knowing your customers is sometimes a lot better than like, how well do you talk on the phone or how well you present, right? Um, like I am not a, um, a slide deck, you know, armchair presenter, um, but like I care a ton about my customers. I make sure that's incredibly relevant that like I lead with customer interest, like over literally everything. Right. Um, and I think that that at the end of the day, sometimes is more important than the presentation that you bring either like yourself, your physique or your, you know, the slide decks or even the content that's up there. It's, it's caring, really understanding their business. Um, I think sometimes is is a little bit overrated. I think about other folks who have been really successful, you know, at Mongo, even in the field, and um, they're not the most buttoned up and polished folks, right? They're just really smart, right? And they just really care and um, they just work really hard. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, that is that is super good to know. Uh, thank you, I, I, I really appreciate that. Sure. Awesome. And uh, with that, let's go ahead and open it up to the uh, just general sales mastermind format. 
In the rest of this conversation, we help the sales leader build out a new compensation plan for his enterprise account executives that didn't put them at odds with his account management team anymore. Was a big problem for him, vanished. We also helped a new VP of sales build out his entire tech stack from the ground up and introduced him to some new tools that he'd never heard of. If you want access to more information and content like this to learn sales, learn leadership fast, go to mastermind.army. This call will be available for a limited time for free on the website, and then it goes into the content vault where only our paid community members are able to access it forever. So go to mastermind.army to check it out. Hope to see you there. Thanks so much. Go kick some ass.